Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Heathier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? The number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the intercontinental. Welcome in to the Hot Corner, for it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher behind the glass. Let's talk sports. Sports. And non-sports. Because knowing us in this time of the year, it's dark out. It's true hot corner after dark these times. It is. And yeah, the Super Bowl's coming up. And yeah, there's drama in baseball. I mean the same drama but there's drama in baseball yeah pitchers and catchers report in in two weeks but man how about that weather (laughs) yeah uh things are pretty brutal the weather outside is weather um i think last night i was driving around i think i heard the like the uh the top of the hour syndication espn update and it was an interview with james harden guard for the Houston Rockets and he was talking about how they lost to the Pelicans without AD and he was talking about how there was zero ball movement and no defense and I was like you said we in that are you sure it wasn't you and that was the leading story and I said uh oh (laughs) uh oh this is where we are well this is the it's been a week and a half between the AFC and NFC championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we are into the doldrums of Super Bowl Radio Row Media Day where everyone's hawking products and not saying anything interesting. I also find it interesting in the week leading up to the Super Bowl after you get past that first week that all of a sudden everyone is an armchair quarterback. Well, yeah. Let's talk some X's and O's. I mean... They've been watching every single game all year long, Patrick. They're not only just now watching. Yeah. 
You know that to be true. Everybody uh, knows what they're talking about. It's the Patriots. They've watched them eight times. Yeah. In the last 15 years or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> right. As they say in Office Space, what would you say you do here? That's a movie I want to watch again. It's great. It holds up to the test of time. I've seen it, I want to say three times, mm-hmm. but twice was drunk in college when you got back to your room at like one in the morning and was like, put on a movie. And it was usually Office Space or Dodgeball or something of the sort. So I want to watch it and enjoy it. My late night for the longest time was Futurama. Yep. Now my late night drunk turn something on is like 1997 WWF. Oh, yeah. You've told me about that. You've got the WWE network and you watch old wrestling videos all the time. Yeah. I just watched uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin in a submission match with uh, Ken Shamrock as a guest referee. All the things you just said are complete gibberish to my brain. Stone Cold was so bloodied. Uh, that the match was called off as he was in the sharpshooter, and he never tapped out. No one's ever broken out of the sharpshooter. Okay. He didn't tap out. He just passed out from blood loss. Okay. So he lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty, pretty wild night at the old Harris residence last night. <laughs> imagine Ray just sleeping next to you. It was like 1230, and I was like, oh, my God, he's bleeding everywhere. He never tapped. How can he ring the bell? How many times have you seen that? Uh, once live and once last night. <laughs> WrestleMania 13, dude. All right. I did watch the Royal Rumble this weekend. <clears throat> Again, more things that's, that mean nothing to me. Yeah, it was a pay-per-view of seven and a half hours. I did not watch all seven hours. I watched three of it while we were bleaching my hair. And then I went out with friends and watched the other rest of it drunk in my house. I had this weird situation happen to me on Sunday. I... I was out with some friends, had a few beers, was feeling pretty good. I got home, I cracked a 22 of, 22 of a session IPA, so nothing too, like, heavy or anything. I got through with that, looked at my clock, it was 2 in the morning, and I was wasted. Just, like, stumbling to the bathroom. What? Yeah, it was so strange. I walked in my house, dee 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 opened the door, played with the cat, and then doing all this jazz, and then turned on the TV, was getting excited. I was like, oh, I'll have a beer during this. Feeling great. Cracked that beer, finished it, and was just loaded. Woke up the next morning, like, hating life. That's, are you just getting older? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm old. I'm super old. That's that's unfortunate. Well, and it was probably my body being like, I hate the way my head feels because <laughs> all of my hair is completely fried. Yeah, can we talk about that before we go? Because sure. that happened this past week. It was on Sunday. And going full Mathers. Did we talk about it on the hot corner? Uh, I don't know. Or did we talk about it on beers on us? We did not talk about it on beers on us. Okay. We talked about it in some way, shape or form. And maybe it was when we filled in in December on primetime. Maybe. Cause I seem to remember talking about it on the air. Well, long story short, I was at a Christmas party with a lot of our good friends and my buddy, Eddie, uh, mentioned or somebody mentioned that how funny would it be to dye my to bleach my hair? Now, I grow a lot of great curly hair on the sides and not a whole lot up top, so I thought it was a funny conversation to have. And uh, all of a sudden, he started texting a bunch of our friends who started Venmoing him money. And we have a very good friend of ours who uh, is a professional hairdresser, and his birthday was this last weekend. And for his birthday, we bleached my hair. 
And I will say, I was a little scared when you told me about this. I was like, I, I was picturing it being platinum blonde, striking, blinding. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It It's beach blonde right now. It fits. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you are wearing a hat, mm-hmm. which you said you weren't allowed to do. But <laughs> the fact that my hair is bleached is the fact that I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I like how you, you went into it going, yeah, I can't wear my hair until it grows out. And then the first day you saw it, you went, I'm wearing a hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I because just, I did this for you, and you're just going to let me do what I want now. Okay, I, cool. I wear hats, but I try to wear it, It's hard. Unless I wear a beanie, it's very hard to not see some of my hair. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that, that I am a blonde. I, I don't. What type of hat are you wearing right now? Uh, this is a driver's cap. Is that the official name of it? I think so. A driver's cap? Yeah. That is giving the full show of the beach blonde hair, and it actually matches the hat yep. and your jacket. Nice. Go Cougs. <laughs> you wearing a Go Cougs shirt under that, too? No, I got a work shirt on. Oh, okay. It's red. I was like, yeah. we going I all mean, Cougs close today? enough, but I, I try to, I mean, I try to, try to color coordinate. Okay. With black hair, it's easy. With blonde hair, not so easy. <laughs> Gotta like redo my whole world. I think there's a lot of people who are blonde who can do it just fine. You got it. You got this. Yeah, I suppose so. We are gonna do one more ride on the bleach train before uh, Super Bowl Sunday because I'm trying to go platinum. I'm trying to get Marshall Mathers up in this. Okay. I thought you were just done. Like you got you you bleached your hair. No, I did have to go buy some like weird purple conditioner though. My hair did not feel awesome afterwards. I can imagine. Isn't it supposed to like burn your scalp? Yeah. Well, it didn't burn my scalp. Thank God. But my hair is really soft, dry, and thick, luscious. And today is the first day it feels decent because I was able to use such purple conditioner. And the few days before this, it was brittle, thin, and I thought it was going to fall out. (laughs) I like how you described that. Yeah. Yeah. But we feel good now. Yeah. Now it's great. Now Feeling it's great. great. Curls are coming back. It's kind of sad that you have to do that conditioner just to make your hair feel normal after you bleach it. But I know, and it cost me like 13 bucks. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. For a conditioner, yeah. For a guy that hasn't spent money on hair product in over 15 years? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Oh, well. Have you posted a picture of it on social needs? Oh, there is like eight pictures of the process on uh, the old hipstagram. So you can go there and see it. All right. It's pretty great. If you want to see his beach blonde hair, do it. Yep. And then and then we'll go full Mathers, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Under a hat, when I'm wearing a hat, it looks fantastic. When I take the hat off, I feel like I'm, you know, like cosplaying Back to the Future. Okay. Because it's just everywhere, and there's nothing on top. Nope. <laughs> nope, there is not. <laughs> Locally, locally. Well, we got a lot in store for today. We'll get into a little bit of baseball stuff, maybe possible collusion slash potential work stoppage, maybe. We'll do that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, But uh, because we've been riding this train for the last couple weeks due to slow baseball news, uh, we'll be the first guys to actually give our picks on the Super Bowl. And I do want to spend a little time talking about the Super Bowl this hour, uh, so we can do that as well. You can find us on social media. Are you ready to be an armchair quarterback? Uh, no, I do not sit here and talk X's and O's. Well, you know, if the slot receiver really takes a hard left on the six-yard line, it'll be caught. But if he goes to the six and a half, it won't. No, I'm not interested in that. I'll just let Tony Romo do it for me. Yeah, I'll just let Tony pick it, and that'll be fine. So we'll do that. You can find us on the social medias. You can find Mike and Mike Lynch 27 
on Twitter. You can find me at PDiddy085 on Instagram. And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is on Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. Harass us. We love it. Coming up, is this Super Bowl more exciting, less exciting? And where do Super Bowl, how do you rank Super Bowls in your brain? And we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Super Bowl week. So I figured, you know, we could chat a little Super Bowl. We do have the luxury of being the uh, once a week that gets to choose it first, right? That's uh, us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we got weekend shows, but uh, are you doing your weekend show? I am. Yeah. I. Uh, you actually get to do like a real pregame show. Yeah, we're going to have a two hour, basically, deep dive Super Bowl bonanza. I'm not sure if you noticed, but I strategically took off the weekend of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what Rashad will choose? Do you know who he thinks is going to win? Um, yeah, you I had do. To guess right now. I, I, yep. God, I want to know, but you should probably tune in on Sports Sunday from nine to eleven on Sunday. Yeah. What's he going to choose? Just remember. You like how I backed that in? Yeah. <laughs> just, just remember, he's a fan of one of these teams. Oh, oh. I don't know. Oh, well, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> 9 to 11, Sunday morning. <laughs> um, so what, before we get into this game, I'm I'm actually curious, you know, like looking back, let's see, I'm 33. How old are you, Mike? 29. Do you remember Do you remember the first Super Bowl you watched? Like remember the game. Like I remember Aikman running after the end of the game with the with the number one in the air. I think that was his second Super Bowl. Joe, you're the Cowboy fan. Is that his second Super Bowl or his first? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I was probably a three or four at the moment. Okay. But. I remember that, but I don't remember the game. The first game I remember is Niners over Chargers because I remember that bomb Steve Young threw to Jerry Rice on the first play from scrimmage. Um, hmm. It's funny because the the Super Bowls made me a front-runner Broncos fan, but I don't remember those games as exactly. The one I remember first or the one that's most stuck in my head is Rams Titans. Okay. When he's reaching the ball to the goal line. Today is the anniversary of that. And that one, I remember that game specifically. What was that? 2000? Uh, 1999. 99. So I was nine years old. Which makes sense. Cause the one I remember is in 95 and I was, or 94 and I was nine years old. It's, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they've done stuff. Wow, this is going to go tangent. Apologies. Or maybe not. I wonder if they've done studies about when people generally truly remember their first sporting moments. Yeah. Because then I remember every Super Bowl after that. Right. I mean, yeah, for the most part. There's mm-hmm. actually, I, I missed one. I think Bears yeah. Colts I missed completely. But Really? Yeah, I was oh, in Rome. Pouring. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's the truth. <laughs> I was kind of sad about it. I was trying to find it on TV at like two in the morning Rome time and no channels had it. Um, Yeah, for the most part, I remember all the Super Bowls after that. I'm trying to think. So baseball, what's your first baseball 
emblazoned memory of a of a World Series or a moment or what? Uh, it's 1995. The first emblazed moment that I remember is the Edgar double. Okay. In the ALDS, Griffey rounding third. Um, but I also remember that World Series in 95 because that's when I became an Indians fan. Uh, it's a little tougher for me. Bulldog, Hershiser on the mound, and I was like, I'm rooting for that team. <laughs> I mean, Jim Lairitz' home run was pretty big, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's younger than nine years old for me. But I wonder if that's about the time, though, that everybody kind of gets that moment. Yeah. Nine to ten, I would say. 95. I'm 10 years old. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Same kind of same kind of area. Joe, do you know? Nine, nine to ten years old, were those your first true sports memories? Yeah, around then, and I'm trying to think of, like, year, I guess, um, what that was, like, 2001, 2002. Holy crap, I was a junior in high school. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> 27 today, uh, actually. Two, so. two, oh. oh, yeah, that's right. Happy birthday to Joe! Happy birthday Woo! to you. <laughs> it's lit! Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, you two and Travis Scott. I didn't know he was Happy in studio. Happy birthday tonight. to you. Oh, you're actually going the whole song, or no? Happy no, birthday, no, do dear do Joe. But um, happy, yeah. Happy birthday so, from all of us to you. About seventeen. Happy, happy birthday from Red Robin to you. Seventeen, yeah, to eighteen. Are you years one? Ago. Are you two? Are you three? God. Are you? Five? <laughs> all right, right. Joe's talking. Let's let Joe talk. Well, I'm trying to think. Seventeen, eighteen. Come on, Mike. Years it's ago. his birthday. We should let him speak. Trying to think of uh, winners of the. I guess like Anaheim Angels. Uh, when they won their World Series against the Giants, I remember that. That and was awesome. Uh, I remember them. The rally monkey. Yeah, I remember them interviewing Dusty Baker and the in the, thunder sticks. in the pen there, and he was all bummed out after the game. Um, I'm just trying to remember all the, kind of the Super Bowl winners. 2002, I believe, is Tampa. Yes. Oh, yep. I remember Tampa just beating the living crap out of Oakland. Also, uh, like that Giants 49ers wild card game, I believe. Those are, yeah, some of my oh. first early memories of sports. You know, my first, you know, the best memories that I have. And we're getting some texts on the Better You Today text line. I was nine when Scott Norwood missed wide right. Been a diehard Bills fan ever since. I'm sorry. Um, okay. 89 Earthquake would be right around my 10th birthday. Yeah. We're getting a lot of, a lot. I think we just scientifically discovered something. Yeah, I think we did. Our big brains of convenience. Well, what <laughs> what what brought us to this tangent, and what I'm curious about, is what are the moments that make Super Bowls stand out in your mind? Like, I'll never forget that Niners-Chargers Super Bowl. Stan Humphreys, Natron Means. Uh, I believe primetime was on defense for the Niners. Um who was their running back? I know they they still had John Taylor. They still had Jerry Rice. Uh, who was the running back for the Niners on that team? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. But um, Steve Young, I was like Steve Young because I thought he was cool and hip. I think for me, it's there's got to be a moment, mm-hmm. usually a play, that really helps the Super Bowl kind of elevate itself to a, a different level for me. That could be a game-winning kick like Adam Vinatieri against the Panthers. Um, it could be uh, Dyson not reaching the line in the Rams was, game. That was my first true memory. I remember being so frustrated. I was really rooting for the Titans, and I was really mad when that happened. Um, Ooh, Garrison Hurst? That might have been the running back. I was going to say that, but Thank I thought it might have been a little bit later. Thank you, text line. Um, I remember, obviously, the the two Giants catches, the David Tyree and the of course, Mario Manningham. Of course. By the way, Mario Manningham disappeared from the game completely. Completely. 
So there, there's as did David Tyree. Right. There's moments like that. Syracuse grad, by the way. Moments like that that really kind of elevate a Super Bowl to me. If there is a moment that I can five months later completely remember what I was doing, where I was sitting, what I was saying, then yeah, that that elevates it to me. See, I think for me, my biggest thing is I need multiple moments. Because, like, I remember the, let's see, what's a good example of this? I remember the Mario Manningham catch. I remember that. Yep. And, but I don't remember a whole lot more of the Super Bowl. Go back to the other Giants one. I remember the David Tyree, of course, mostly because it was against Rodney Harrison, and Rodney Harrison is the worst human being in football history. Eli Manning broke, like, five sacks on that one play. Yes. But I also remember... Eli's touchdown to Plaxico. Oh, yeah. When the Steelers beat the Cardinals, I remember Harrison's run back and a little tiptoe catch. And San Antonio Holmes' tiptoe catch. And and also thinking, why is Roethlisberger not the MVP here? Mm. Um, the Seahawks Super Bowl, I remember the Antoine Randall L to Heinz Ward and the Big Ben thing and thinking Matt Hasselback was the greatest player on the field that day. So for me, I guess I need a little bit more. You got the storyline aspect of it. Yeah, man, because, like, I don't – I remember the Philly-New England Super Bowl because of T.O., but I don't remember Tom playing. I, um, The Carolina-New England Super Bowl, no clue. Vinatieri. Well, I know, but no clue. No idea what's going on there. Um, Here's the – Devin Hester runs that kickback against uh, the Colts. That's the only thing I remember from that Super Bowl. And the Bears didn't win that game. No. So, um, I I do think this is interesting. It is the largest sporting event that the people pay the least attention to. Which is weird. And I'll, Well, it's it's weird, but it's not. Because we've, we've created a culture of Super Bowl parties around the game. And unless you can somehow get yourself in a position where you can sit near the TV, you can hear it first of all, because people are talking and you're not getting up for food in the middle of the game or whatever, or you're sober, then that's the only way you're going to be able to remember explicit details of the game. If you are at a party or you're snacking and you're talking to people, you're going to miss large chunks of the game. Right. Huge, huge chunks. I just think you and I as sports fans, and especially, you know, you and I, I'll lump Joe in this as well. You guys love football a lot more than I do. That we might go to a party, but we're still trying to watch the game, yet it doesn't resonate. Well, but, but right. We are trying to watch the game. I guess try is the operative word. And here. I think you would focus more than 90% of the people at that party, but someone's still going to, hey, what do you think about that play, right? Even if it's about the game. Yeah, you asked me about the KC Patriots game that just happened recently. I know it's like time helps, and I remember a lot of that game. Right. You asked me about Philly, New England last year in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, Philly was down and the Philly special back. Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe they threw the ball to Nick Foles, uh, Nick Foles, the oh, yeah. you know, superhero. But I, that's why it happens. It's very interesting though, because we care so much about the game, but then when it starts, we tend to care more about the commercials. Oh, I don't Ugh. I, I, Hey, I like the commercials. They're fun. But, uh, and then we talk during the game. Yeah. And then, and then half the room wants to watch the halftime show while the other half gets up and go, goes into the bathroom. Yeah. And gets more beer. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I suppose that's true. All right, well, there's uh, why we love Super Bowls, I guess, and why we don't remember them. We should probably 
try to remember them a little more. I don't know. Either way, when we come back, let's actually dive into this game and we'll make some picks. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. But first, here's my here's Joe, excuse me, with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Better you today, text line 55305. Thanks, y'all, for confirming that was Ricky Waters. How'd I miss Ricky Waters? In the 95 Super Bowl, 94 Super Bowl, I mean. Ricky. Underrated. He was super good. I was five. Ricky Waters was like <laughs> Ricky Waters was like a like a poor man Marshall Falk. It was good. I think you could say that about a lot of running backs. It was yeah, good. Like a poor man Marshall Falk. Uh, LT was like a rich man's Marshall Falk. Okay, huh? <laughs> yeah, baby. That'll get your sports pants all in a feather. I know, I just made that up. Doesn't <laughs> all make any in sense. a feather? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, we were talking Super Bowl a little bit. and the Sports uh, pants are attached to a bird right now. <laughs> we were talking Super Bowl, and uh, before we get into what we actually think will happen, we can play a little hypothetical and say, what do we wish would happen on Sunday? It's kind of funny. Uh, this is not where I stand, by the way. It's just funny because I had the thought for the first time in my entire existence. I went, you know what? This Patriots thing is kind of cool. And I have never thought that. No, nobody does. I have always despised nobody the Patriots. Nobody outside of the, the, the northeastern part of America thinks that. I have always despised the Patriots. They were a rival of my favorite team, the Broncos, for many years in the playoffs where they played each other constantly. Broncos won a lot of those games, too, by the way. Uh, is that when they had Drew Bledsoe? Yeah. Go Cougs. No, it was not when they had Drew Bledsoe. Damn it. I'm talking about Brady versus Peyton. And, oh, that's right. You're young. I'm old. I forgot. Um, so I, I was thinking Elway. I've always, I've always hated the Patriots. But for some reason this year, it's slightly different. I don't know if I'm becoming a milder sports fan. I'm not as angry in my sports heart. But it's just kind of cool, especially because this year, I really didn't think they were going to have it in them to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the fact that they've proving everybody wrong two more times it's just it's it's a nice little wake-up call of yeah let's appreciate this because it's going to go away soon and we're not going to be able to watch the greatest coach and quarterback pairing in history anymore so let's enjoy it but that's not what i want to happen i just i'm, I'm just admitting that for the first time it was a thought what i want to happen is sean McVay to continue his dominance as a 33 year old head coach and for the Rams defense to play really well, I love Aaron Donald. I want him to get five sacks. I'd love to get Ndamukong Sue a Super Bowl ring for the city of Portland. Gross. And I like Brandon Cooks a lot, and I like Robert Woods a lot, and I'd like to see the Rams win. So that's what I really want to see. Yeah, I, it's they're, funny. They're more fun than the Patriots are. Right, I agree. I agree. There's, there's no arguing that. But it's funny. I'm kind of excited that you mentioned it. I didn't expect you to mention it, but I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I am still bitter about... Drew Bledsoe getting hurt and Tom Brady coming in and then becoming a dynasty and Bledsoe just kind of getting shipped off. Still a little upset about that, but that's my own personal problem. Uh, But it's kind of like with anything, we are going, the chances of us seeing this again are so slim, are so slim to maybe even none. Like nobody is going to go on this run again. Nobody. No. Not with well, free. Maybe the Rams. No, not with free agency yeah, and stuff like that. And when they built this team, it was like, yeah, they're going for it hard right now because a lot of these guys are old on defense and their contracts are going to be big and you're not going to be able to afford it. 
Yeah, and what this Patriots thing going on that's happening, I'm cool. I'm down. I guess I'm rooting for them. Really? I guess it's what I want to see. Do you not like the Rams? No, I'm just born and raised in the Northwest, and there's just something gross about wanting, rooting for L.A. teams. Mm. It's just a bad, foul flavor in my mouth. And what if what if Brady wins this Super Bowl and retires? I don't really like talking about the, the Brady retirement thing. Like, I don't I'm, think you will. First I'm pretty over that. I don't think so either. But for all the people out there that hate the Patriots, if this meant Tom Brady won on Sunday and retired, I think most of them would take that as opposed to him playing for another four years and potentially going to another two or three. Correct? Um. Yeah, like it, we're in that sweet spot right now. Where yeah, it, that just fine. Have it. It'll hang be, it up. It'll be annoying goodbye. in another year again because you've you've gotten past the initial annoyance of it, and now you're just accepting because it's greatness, but you don't want it to continue. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's kind of in that sweet spot. Yeah, I think most people would say win it this year, retire, and then we don't need to see you again. And all those, a lot of those guys that you talked about that I was agreeing with you of people that I like on the Rams are all on the offense. Outside of Aaron Donald, I don't really like anybody on that Rams defense. I don't like Sue. I don't like Marcus Peters. I really don't like Aqib Talib, and I just can't. I can't get behind a bunch of old dudes. It, it, it's it's almost like uh, Lakers with Gary Payton and Carl Malone. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, that's dirty. It is. I mean, it is a lot like the NBA in that sense, where they saw the Rams were building a juggernaut and they wanted to jump on to win a Super Bowl before they retired. Yeah, I could see that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what I want. So you want the Patriots to win, but only if Tom Brady decides to retire. Nah. If he wants to win multiple, go for it. <laughs> I mean, what's the next time I'm gonna see a guy who could win eight Super Bowls? Eight. Uh, Mike, eight. He's currently a freshman in South Carolina. <laughs> really? Yep. Who's that? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no, stop. Stop. He's going to get drafted by someone craptacular. Nope, because there's going to be a bunch of good teams that tank for him in 2021. Really? No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I, God, I, You had me there, Mike. Like, I think I think he's going to be... Fishing line out. I'm like wobble, wobble, swimming to it. <laughs> I think he's going to be really freaking good, though. Well, cool. Aaron Rodgers is super good, too, and he's only got one. Well, yeah. He's also kind of a jerk, apparently. Andrew Luck is super good, and he's got zero. Well, he had a shoulder injury of death for three years. Oh, we got, sounds like we've got a bunch of excuses here. <laughs> Russell Wilson, super good, only got one. Peyton Manning has two. Lost Drew, two. Drew Brees only has one. See? That's what I'm saying, man. You can't, you can't just but take. But Joe Montana. He got four. He got four. Good That's ad. Pretty close. Good ad. Five if you wanted. But they shipped him to KC. That they did. That they did. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. But then there was a dude that backed him up after he retired named Elvis Gerback. Uh, Joe's already thrown a party in the producer booth. <laughs> I feel I think he was trying to tell us to break, but he was using his arms in a party motion because he was happy that Myers Leonard scored. No, absolutely not. <laughs> God, no. Myers Leonard starting today, by the way. Yeah, that's because uh, Nurk is hurt. No, that was the swag over. You know, oh, throwing my he, arm in a circle to, you know, wrap it up. Is that know? what he does? Yeah, he'll do that to huh. Dirt and Sprague sometimes. It's lit! 
having, having fun there. By the <laughs> way, this, this weekend, this weekend in a lift, the first time I ever heard the It's Lit in the song. Oh, really? Yeah, I went, wait, that's the drop that we have. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know who Travis Scott is. He was just in Portland the other night, actually. Kylie Jenner's boyfriend. Don't know who that baby is daddy. He's right, a, that's that's not true. Hip hop artist. I do know who Kylie Jenner is, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I couldn't pick her out of a lineup though. Yeah, you could. I don't think so. Pull it, pull it, pull it up on your uh, on your computer. There, we'll do it in break. Pull up five different people. I mean, I can just pick all the Kardashians in one picture. You you can pick all of them. You can tell me which one is this one, and I guarantee you, I might get it right, but I might get it wrong. Okay. As long as I can't see who's who, we'll give that a shot. And we come back, we'll actually make picks and see how we see this game coming. And uh, I don't know, rate Maroon 5 on the 1 to 10 of how crappy this Super Bowl halftime is going to be. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, to give you an update on the uh, Kardashian-Jenner challenge, I uh, got, uh, obviously, I know Chloe and Kim. Yep, although you didn't know Chloe's name. Although I did not remember Chloe's name, I said the Lamar to Odom chick. Yep. She was also pregnant in that picture, but your face is pretty recognized. She's the tallest of all of them. Sure. Hence the basketball player thing, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, but it came down to the final two. You did not know who Courtney was. You went, I don't know who that is. But I it's not, know but it's not Kylie. And I forgot that there was a Kendall Jenner. And I was able to pick Kylie. Yep. Uh, mostly because she was a girl with the uh, Yaya's hanging out. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, that's more wow. of an Instagram star than the other person. Yeah, you were uh, You were correct. I, I'm going to give you a... There's really good stuff. Two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. All right. A nice even 50%. I'm actually uh, upset about that. Yeah, I was going to say you should be depressed about that. Yeah, I was hoping. So I was like, well, I. The, we all know who Kim is. Yeah. And I watch enough sports that I should know who Chloe is. Yeah? I mean, every guy should know who Kim is. Never seen it. That's not true. That That's 100% true. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Everyone's seen it at least once. Have you seen the color of my hair, Mike? I'm clearly not interested in anything sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Super Bowl 53 comes at you this weekend on Sunday, as they always are. I don't know why they're not on Saturday, but let's do it on Sunday. We got Rams, Patriots. What's the line right now? Probably Pats by three. Two and a half. I will dubly a check for you. One and a half. What if they just called it a push and Vegas was like, you know what? We don't want to make money off the Super Bowl. Well, it opened, I think, at Pat's minus two. And I think I saw it very quickly went to the Rams and then back. Right now it is Pat's minus two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple, Michael, you got. 76 of people, 76% of people taking Patriots minus two. I saw some weird number like that. that and also 76% are taking the Patriots money line. That so everyone's, everyone's on the paths. I'm going to take the Rams, man. I, I've been saying it all year. I think this team is so much better than everybody else in the, in the NFL. Their offense is innovative. It's, it's fast paced. Sean McVay is a master adjuster. Although so is Bill Belichick to be fair. And, their defense, although it was rough this year, is way better than the Patriots' defense in terms of talent on the field. 
So I truly think the Rams will win this game. But because it's the Patriots and because it's the Super Bowl, it will likely be a three, seven point game and it'll be close and it'll be a tight one. And you're going to be really surprised that the Patriots are going to be scoring with the Rams, et cetera, or maybe not, but maybe I will be, but I think the Rams will win this game by three. And I think you will see the official changing of the guard from Bill Belichick to Sean McVay. I'm, I've said it on many shows before. I love Sean McVay. I think he is so fun. He's got a smoking hot girlfriend. He has a photographic memory, and he's an amazing football coach, and he's 33 years old, or 34 now. So That's how old I am. Love it. Joe? Love him. You got a little chime in on this on this bad boy? <sighs> well, here we are 20 years. Excitement, I hear yeah. in your voice. Well, here we are 20 years after the first Patriots-Rams Super Bowl matchup. Who would have thought? <laughs> Twenty years later, Tony Romo's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, sorry, that was that was a bad joke. It, yeah, good one. Uh, but honestly, I like birthday. <laughs> it's it's happy birthday. It's very weird because the Rams' offense isn't the Rams' offense like we saw it all season. Obviously, Cooper Cup's been gone for a while now, but Todd Gurley isn't really playing. And then I saw like a Bleacher Report update saying that oh, the Rams might be better with C.J. Anderson as they're starting. I saw back. something I was like, like that. Okay, <laughs> let's. Like, like C.J. looking show, thick. T-H-I-C-C right now. The numbers thick. show that C.J. And I was like, all right. So this is, it's been a different Rams team over the last couple of weeks that we're not used to seeing. But they've been, I mean, they dominated the Cowboys on the ground. They won the game against the Saints, so they clearly are the best team in the NFC. And then if they got Todd Gurley rested up for a couple weeks, uh, I, I mean, it's hard not to like the Rams. They've been a dominant team over the last couple weeks, but there's always the Patriots factor. And I wanted the, I wanted the Patriots gone so badly after that AFC championship game, but they've done it to me again to the point where it's like, I don't, I'm scared to, to not choose them, you know? I'm scared to say the Rams because then it's just... Bam, signed, sealed, delivered, Patriots winning it. Well, I'll break up the conversation then, as that'll probably allude to where I'm going. I will take the Patriot way, but not because they will be the Patriot way, but because I just don't I just don't trust the Rams defense. I don't trust a lot of those guys to be smart and not make stupid decisions. I can see Marcus Peters thinking, I'm gonna pick this ball off and jump the route. And Tom delivered on a dime, and then somebody we've never heard of is running 30 yards for a touchdown. You can see Tlaib doing the same I thing, too. I can see Tlaib doing it. I can see Indomitian Sue doing something stupid. I I think Wade Phillips is a fantastic coordinator, and I think he'll have those guys ready scheme-wise. I just... Patriots mentality is bend, don't break. I think Rams, that defense could be go big or go home. And that worries me. If I were a Rams fan, that is what wor- would worry me the most. Um, I just, I think that team is a lot of flash, which can also, which is a good thing. I'm with you, Mike. I think that team is really fun to watch. Um, I'd, I'd love it if Brandon Cooks got a Super Bowl ring, you know, from Wazoo Nation, go bees. Uh, I just think that that defense is more volatile than either side of the football on New England. And defense is a wrong place to be volatile. And I mean, I think New England's defense is also volatile, but it has just played better in the playoffs. Well, because they're so is the Rams, though. Well, because I think their mentality is better. 
I mean, if the Rams got that close with Drew Brees and Drew Brees in that offense didn't look that great. I mean, they shut down Michael Thomas the whole time. Kamara was basically of no factor and Brees was throwing limp noodles all day. And that was a close game and they could have lost. And, you know, some argue they should have lost. And this offense for Tom Brady is not going to do that. I guess that's where I lie. So I'll take Patriots comfortably. By the way, if you haven't read it yet, read the Peter King piece where he sits down on a morning drive to work with Sean McVay on the final day before they went to Atlanta. Oh, I heard about this. I haven't really, read it, Really, really good article. Fun read, quick Fairly quick read for a Peter King piece. It's it's fun. And I still want to sit on my pick. Right now, I am leaning, uh, leaning Rams because of a talent factor. I think they are more talented. Agreed. Joe, you got to commit, man. Hey, I got a few more days. I'll, I'll give it to you by the end of the show, okay? And then I'll still waffle on it for a few more days. So it'll be my, okay. it'll be my unofficial official pick. <laughs> part- my, my official hot corner pick, but I'm not sticking with it until Sunday. Part of me, part of me is Way up. to just hedge. 125% on that. Part, I'll tell you by the end of the show, but I'll probably change it. Part of me also is like, if I pick the Patriots and the Rams win, I'm going to be like, ah, cool, got it wrong. But if I pick the Rams and the Patriots win, I'm going to be like, damn it. Well, I'm gonna what go- am I doing picking against these guys? <laughs> I'm going on the record here, too. So that's the thing is that, you know, no matter what I say on Twitter, whatever, no one's going to he- care about that. I'm going over the mic and saying it, so you can hold me to that one. I love this text on the Better News Today text line 55305. Comfortable? You in for a surprise, brah. Yeah, because you know better than anybody else. <laughs> you know better than all of us. Well, let's, well, let's not even play the game. Let's just let's just scrap it. Anyway, we come back. There's still no news in baseball, and Mike and I would like to talk, vent, whine, cry, yell at people for whatever reason, and we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.